evening. Welcome to a special early evening edition of oh, the Open Door After Service podcast post time change. So is it earlier or is it not earlier? It's still earlier. Okay, it's still earlier, no matter what. We usually are at seven. Uh, it's the early edition. The, the early edition. We're doing a little earlier because I've got a commitment this, uh, this evening. So I want to thank Brian and the rest of y'all who are tuning in, um, joining us at a, a slightly different time. So um, enjoy. Um, so I've uh, real quick is before we get started, uh, I wanted to ask you: um, Have uh, you watched any of the interviews lately with Bono? From no, I have not. No, he's, I have uh, not. He, he's uh, released a, me a memoir. I actually went and bought it. Interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, I. He's um, unapologetically Christian, and yeah, he has it, been for a long time. Yeah, um, and it's 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 lovely, you know, to watch oh. somebody who's so passionate about his faith and yet still seems to move fairly effortless effortlessly through the world. You know, <laughs> it's uh, I, I uh, Vanessa and I started watching some interviews, and I just immediately went and bought the book because I'm like, okay, interesting. I'd like to know a little bit more about him and his faith journey and. Um, his commitment to his wife. Um, they've been together since what, 82 or something wow. like that for a really, really long time. That's a long time. Well, that was before, before they got it, they hit it big. Yeah. 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 He, he started dating her the same week as they formed the band. Oh, um, so, wow. yeah. And, and to he, stick with her after, through all this, that's, uh, that's unusual. It is, especially, you know, not just amongst normal folk, but you celebrities know, amongst celebrities. Yeah. Um, That's very unusual. Yeah. And he speaks so effusively about her um, mm -hmm. and her role in who he is and, and all that, you know, it's lovely. You know, it's really inspiring. And I mentioned that because, um, you know, we don't always do a good job of representing and it's cool when you see somebody who represents well in the world. Um, and it's like, okay, what are they doing right? And they're, they're still speaking the truth, but they're not coming across, across as arrogant. They're coming across as authentic. And that right. it pulls you in. <laughs> um, so it just, I thought of that as we were going to tackle uh, the topic this week from Sunday. Um, and I'll, at, at that point, I'd like to pitch it over to you to give us the uh, your quick uh, elevator speech. Sure, and one just one addition to, to when I think of Bono, yeah, because he's been popular all of my adult life. Among the uh, beyond the music, one of the things that really makes me that I think about is his activism for compassion and taking care of the people in the world against war, against um, oppression. I mean, he, he's spoken quite loudly about that. And that's interesting on just putting that in the context of his faith and why answering, wondering if the question, why is someone who has been unapologetically Christian all of his life, all of his public life, and uh, he still thought of really pretty pretty highly so that is interesting right interesting. It, uh, without this without um uh I, i'm sure you could come up with a, some examples of where 
he hasn't lived a completely like oh, upheld okay, right. right but that would be true for for any of us everybody um right. but it doesn't seem like he compromises uh no. in, in that um there's an interesting article i read um and this is actually what got me started on this um christianity today interviewed him mm -hmm. and he was recounting um franklin graham uh, well billy graham invited him invited the whole band but he was the only one who was able to make it to receive a blessing from him hmm. and so he flew in um and his son franklin picked him up from the airport and the whole drive from the airport franklin was basically interrogating him like hmm. you need basically you need to prove to me that you're actually a christian interesting and um it's like ah, oh, but <laughs> But Franklin was pretty young, too, at the time. <clears throat> I think he's probably grown in, in the years since. But that is an interesting, huh? Like, why aren't your songs overtly Christian, you know? Oh, that, that was a big deal back then. It still yeah. kind of is today. But certainly yeah. in the 80s and early 90s, yeah, that was a, that was a big discussion. But our topic today yes. was, to was the issue of, you know, as we're walking through these series on, on, on how to read your Bible, um, we have come to the part where the question is, um, or the objection may, or the stumbling block that people have for the for, for the Bible is that they're um, they say they say well you say there's only one way to heaven, you know what, what about all the other gods? What about all the other religions? Um, so that, that was the, that I mean that's the basic topic, and for, for the answer to that. I, I've been thinking a little bit about if I could redo this series. I, I would I would have framed it differently. I, I, that's weird. My phone just made a very odd noise. Um, I would have framed it differently with how does the story of the Bible answer or or uh, um, address mm -hmm. address various concerns about trusting the Bible? How does it address slavery? How does it address the concern for women, the concern for science? All of it to get rid of the, all these different roadblocks to get to basically this one, mm -hmm. which is, yeah, there is only one way. The Bible, if you're going to take the Bible seriously, there really is only one stance on this. And like, yeah, you're right. The charge is correct. The Bible says that all other religions are wrong and that Jesus is only one way. There's only one way to to, to, to get to heaven. Now, now to nuance that a little bit, y y there there is some kind of basic ethical commands that, yes, you can find that all over the place that, that are the same. Can you find the same, um, uh, some sim similar uh, attributes of deities, um, like the, the Muslim God and the Christian God have, have quite a few attributes that are the same. Um, so, so there, there is some, some, some similarities, but when you look carefully at each of the different faiths, people who take them seriously, whether you're a Muslim or a Hindu or a Buddhist or, 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 or any of these, these faiths, and you, we really look nitty gritty at them, no, there's some fundamental differences. Um, and so to be honest with scripture is like, yeah, you, salvation is from by Christ alone, through faith alone, by grace alone. So that's pretty much what I, that's what I said, basically. I yeah. mean, there's more, lots of nuances, but that's basically where I went. It, uh, it makes me think a little bit about, um, 
So when we talk about all these topics that have led up to this conversation, and you listed them out, these barrier topics, really, mm-hmm. um, it makes me think of, for a very brief time, I was in sales. I was terrible at it. Terrible at it. And you, when somebody says no, you find a way to ask again, and you find a way to ask again, and you're like supposed to get to however many no's, but when you as a person are greeted with somebody at your door who's trying to sell you something, at least my perspective is, how soon can I get rid of this person? <laughs> and, and then you slip into these um, barriers, these things, you know, these t- things like, uh, you know, how different, how many different ways can I say no to you? And right. I think that some of these, these topics that we've been addressing are people are responding in to what they perceive is a sales job Mm. Um, uh, uh, for a product that they feel like isn't a good product and just to kind of boil it down into kind of a coarse way to say that our faith is a uh, is a product but it's being received that way right oh you know you should you should go to Burger King. The food's a lot better than it used to be. I don't. I don't want to go to Burger King. I don't eat that kind of food, you know. But it's hard. To, it's really hard to get past that perception. So we're really at a disadvantage in many ways in our current culture um, in trying to present what we know is invaluable, but it has been sold so poorly um, by so many different people. Um, that you're really getting past those barriers mm-hmm. is huge. And, and we talked a little bit about this after Sunday, that if we can focus on the pricelessness of this gift and focus on that and you know, to the extent possible, don't engage in the barriers Mm-hmm. You know, that that's that's a tough thing, because first of all, people are going to engage you in them um, because, uh, you know, they're the, the standard re- responses. But I don't know. I agree. You know, I and and although it's a crass analogy, I think it's an actually a really helpful one to think of it as like Burger King versus McDonald's. And it's like e- even 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 the, the, the product being sold, because. The, the, this consumer mentality, the, the, that viewpoint, that that paradigm is so deep in our society. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that is appropriate, and and we're like saying, yeah, but it's not, it's not, it's not the McDonald's you've always gone to, or <laughs> it's not the one right. you've heard about. It's yeah, so it's it is challenging um, to do that. I think also that on. <sighs> On the one hand, I think there are people who, who honestly just, they do need an answer to these questions. Sure. There are yeah. some that's like, you know, I, I really would like to believe, but I'm struggling with this one issue. Is there, can you honestly give me some reason to, to not reject it for this reason, for science or the slavery or the women or, yeah. or all of these concerns? Um, but they are probably the minority. In fact, most likely they're a minority. Most of it is, yeah, it's they're they're stumbling blocks. They're just they're, they're, there's things that they're going to throw up to to avoid the real issues, the real hurts, the real concerns, the way Christians have treated them, 
um, if I if I got I, you know I got a couple of feedbacks. One is 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 the one you just stated, is that let's make this the thing that's offensive if we're going to make anything offensive, mm-hmm. um, not all this other stuff. And then the other one was and don't forget we need to be saying such things with love. Yeah, which is also a fantastic point, um, because it is. You're right. Pe- pe- people are going to be upset about if they're going to be upset about anything. Be upset at this. Don't be upset at who won the governor yesterday. Don't be upset at whether it's six days or it's or it's six billion years. I mean, it's like the can you have it wrong on who who won the governor and still be a Christian? Can you have it wrong on the six on the days of creation and, and can you be have wrong on all kinds of things and still be a Christian? Well, yeah, obviously you can. So let's not let's not make that a point of contention just give up the fight on it now some of these things do matter right but but only only secondarily you know maybe by inference but yeah we really need to be not letting that stuff get in the way it's and it's hard um let's you know if there was somebody that came to your church that hadn't showered in weeks right and they just legitimately wanted to engage with christ um, would, would we make them shower before they showed up? Uh, I would hope that we would say no. However, once they've been there, if they keep coming and we have a relationship with that person and it would be, you know, <laughs> let's, let's Are chat you... about this thing, you know? Right. Or is there a reason why? Yeah. You know, do, do you not have the ability to, do, do, do you need access to a shower on a, on, on a regular basis? Yeah. You, you know, do you have a home? I mean, yeah, it's so easy to assume the negative on, on some of these things rather than, than coming at it with compassion yeah. and, and we need to do a better job of that. But well, here's a, yeah. I'm going to throw a question out at you this don i just i mean it came to me while we were chatting um especially as you know we're hopefully coming out of this recent political season um you know there's so many topics that we can that can become acrimonious uh where we can get at loggerheads um what would it take for somebody to come to you and talk to you about a um, moderately controversial topic for you to have a conversation with them where the presentation of fact proves that their perspective is correct and get you to switch over. Um, and, and I know that's a kind of a vague way to ask it, but um, some of we, we, I, I asked the question because I, I wonder for somebody who isn't a Christian, um, who is, opposed to the idea they've they've dug in hard what's the kind of conversation you have that would be compelling engaging thoughtful not arrogant whatever that would help them with really what is a transition in faith i don't think it's something you do at once it's not a one-time conversation However, I think if you put yourself in that position of somebody's got to convince me of something that I hold deeply or I reject, you know, sincerely, 
that my thinking has been wrong all along and to do that in such a way that you are not offending or passing judgment. So are they coming to me and trying to change my mind or are they coming to me and I'm trying to change their mind? Uh, I'm putting you in their position as in somebody's trying to change your mind. Um, let's okay, say, gotcha. uh, like, I don't think you like mint, right? Yeah. Okay. So if somebody came to you and said, listen, it's probably been a while since you tried real mint and, and there are all these benefits to mint right. that you're probably not aware of or yeah, realizing taste is subjective but um. i think it would be i think it would be more helpful on something that's more if i think through it on something hypothetically that'd be a little bit more controversial if i what would it take for me to move on my position i think i think i i think a couple of things one i i i need to have a relationship of to some degree with him I, I don't think somebody I've never talked to is going to get me to move at all, at all. Mm -hmm. um, because I don't think it could get down to the, the other things. It's, it's a lot of it has to do. I, I need a sense that there's a, a willingness to learn on both sides. Yeah. I, right there, which is a humility. That's a humility a, a coming at it and being able to talk kind of like we are to be able to go, I am willing to change my mind on things, but but if it if it feels like an attack, that is not going to work at all. But it but if it if it comes at me with the with the sense of see of explaining how you got to where you got to that position, that would be really helpful for me. Like, okay, this is my position, but this is how I understand this. This is why I think this way, and having that kind of a rational unemotional kind of presentation for me personally would be helpful. Um, yeah. And, and if, and, and if it's a big thing, you're right. It's probably going to take more than one conversation. I mean, is it possible that, that it could happen in a singular? Well, yeah. But it's not going to be a short conversation, probably, if it's of any significance. Yeah. Not a sound bite. Well, let's think Never about on like, Facebook. Uh, like youth group, right? There are kids who show up to youth group who aren't believers, but are there because they're really good friends with somebody who's already going there, or they have a crush on a girl who's already going right. there, or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and you're not going to, if that person is like, I'm not really interested in anything that you guys are doing other than the fact that this other person is here. Um, but you're having fun. I'll be here and have fun. I'll put up with, you know, the Holy Roller stuff. Um, I'll half listen to you while yeah. you're talking. Yeah, I won't disrespect you, but uh, I'm, I'm not interested in buying what you're selling. However, that person shows up and they show up and they show up. And at some point, you can see that person starts to show up um, for a different reason, perhaps, than they did to begin with. Um, their perspective changes a little bit, but it's, it takes so much time. You know, the, the, the teacher in that scenario is not coming in and saying, hey, if, if you don't accept Christ now, I don't want you here. Or, you know, you're yeah. not supposed to have tattoos, so um, you might, or, or in my right. wife's case, you know, oh, dancing is from the devil. Um, you're, you're enticing people to sin or whatever. I'm sure she was told that. Yeah. 
She was. Um, and, you know, th that's not something that's like, I, you, you can have boundaries and you should have boundaries. Let's make sure like through this series that we understand what's true and what's not true so that we don't get hung up on something that really shouldn't be a barrier to the conversation. Right, right. And I guess, wow, so my mind, maybe I'm just all scatterbrained. I have a couple of thoughts to what sure. you're saying. One, I was just thinking about the, uh, the, the, the parable of the sower, right? So it takes, which is the image of, of spreading the word of God and you, you scatter it, it goes everywhere. You're, but, but it, but it doesn't instantaneously create a plant. It, it takes, you know, if you've ever grown anything, it takes months to, it sometimes many months before you really have any fruit, but certainly very weak, many weeks before it actually have any sign of any kind of receptivity. So it takes time. And you're still um, working the ground the whole time. Right. Actively. And that doesn't mean you don't try and work the ground and you yeah. don't try to cultivate it and try to remove weeds and do. And I guess that's the point for this series is, is on one hand for people in the congregation who maybe this is a concern, but the, for for those who are not, don't have this concern, is just at least have this kind of tool in your back pocket to try and remove some of those barriers, knowing that that the larger story, the larger context is having a conversation in a conversation over a relationship, and that you just don't wanna make these things the arguments. You wanna get to really this topic and, and to a certain degree, the next one as well. Um, but yeah, don't make these things, don't make these things the issue. And people will try, they will all the time. I, I'm sure there's people we know, and, and you've seen maybe some videos of street, street preachers who deal with this, where they're constantly throwing up all these, 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 these barriers because they, they're like the salesman at the door, just go away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Right. Right. But that happens in personal level, too. I don't know. So. Well, it made me think of also the idea of um, don't be a bumper sticker with this stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember in my early 20s, I used to wait tables. Everybody should, by the way, have to work in a restaurant. Um, but there was this couple that came in from a church up the road. Um, and I remember, like, they would ask that question. Have you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? And I'm like, yeah. Um, but they took that as me being dismissive, right? And and I was offended because it felt like they didn't believe my response to that. And I was already kind of in the club, as it were. Um, and so how is somebody who's not in that going to receive a bumper sticker conversation like that you know they're not it's they're not it's just like oh god it's like oh i'm think i'm so grateful for the dvr i'm gonna fast forward past your commercial can you bring me my food or yeah whatever. <laughs> you you, you want to be a great witness at a, 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 in a restaurant you know have them know that you you're a christian by doing something like saying grace, grace yeah. right and then tip ridiculously well be extraordinarily gracious like your savior they will remember you, won't yeah. they? And ask them <laughs> questions about themselves. Oh, yes. Actually care about them as a human being. Like, um, what's their name? Remember their name. 
you know? That's right. Um, How's your night going? <laughs> yeah, gosh, it's busy tonight or it's slow tonight. How's it going? You know, um, and they will be stiff to begin with because they come at you with kind of a saccharine approach, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Get them to lower that barrier by right. genuinely engaging with them. You know, say, hey, I know you're busy tonight. It's all right. We're not in a hurry. If you don't get back to us for a little while, we understand. It's okay. Oh, <laughs> that is just the water on their back because they don't get that. Right. So you want to be a good witness. Be kind to people. I mean, this is the Bono thing. It's like he's not a jerk. <laughs> right. He's, he's uh, yeah, there's empathy. There's genuine care. Um, and I, I watched him having uh drinking whiskey with stephen colbert and they're both christians um oh and, and he's not stuck up and legalistic right and they're and but they would go in and then he they would joke and then bono would go uh you know he would call him on some something from the scriptures and then colbert would come back and call him on something of the scriptures and they would go back and forth and but it was playful um it demonstrated respectful yeah, it demonstrated that they not it's a living faith, that that they have knowledge of their faith. Um, yeah, th but they're not they're not stuffy. They're no. engaged with people. I mean, these are it, that whole idea that you just said—the idea of kindness—that when you're kind, people want to be around you. When you um, when you show an interest in a person. And knowing a real a person, interest, a real interest, people want to be around you, and then they yeah. can witness you being kind, as well as these little drops of your faith, saying grace, you know, um, talking about something that's going on at church, not in a let a recruitment manner, but just hey, yeah, we're hey, you know, we're just stopping by because we got something going on later tonight over at the church, so. Um, and then that's the person that after you've been sitting at their table for three or four months, you go in and you ask for them, hey, is so-and-so working tonight? Sit in their section and then say, hey, you know, I'm not sure what you got going on at Christmas. We're doing a little thing. It'd be cool to have you there. No pressure, but uh, we've really enjoyed your yeah. company and it'd be cool to see you there. I mean, I you know, I have a social group that I'm involved in. I'm using very vague language that... Yeah. It's taken a long time, but over the years, they've they've come to realize that they can swear in my presence and I'm not gonna look down my nose at them. They, they tell dirty jokes. And, you know, as one of my favorite preachers has has said, the problem with, with dirty jokes is not that they're dirty, it's that they're often funny. <laughs> right. It's, it's, but it's like, you're not, they know that they could, that I'm actually, I actually care about them and they can be real around them and I'm real around them too. And, and so, I, but I, I've been able to reach them that a neighbor of theirs who's a Christian as well, can't reach him right. because he's not, he's, they, he comes across as fake and, and that they're a program and judgmental. Yeah. Not going to work. Just not going to work. So, yeah. you know, all of this conversation, as you can tell, is really about evangelism on some level. Right. Um, you know, this how, how not to read your Bible. So much about this is this is ultimately about evangelism. It's evangelism. Um, and yeah, I did want to say, you know.
there there does come a moment, and, and maybe it's not even a moment, but it's part of the things I think we do need to get better at is not just not making people projects, but but also being better at being a friend, being being able to be to to, to get past the uh, the being able to just wave at your neighbor and maybe you know their name and that's about it, but actually having real d friendships and then not just not to where that maybe you'll have dinner with them, but even to get to the point where you can have a deeper conversation. That's hard to do. And yeah. I don't think, I don't think there's very many people in our whole society that's very good at getting deeper with people and yeah. on any subject. And I'm not just simply talking about religion, but like, you know, grief and, and hopes and dreams and deep conversations people aren't very good at that and i think we could get a lot better at that and i don't have answers at the moment for this but i really do think we need to get better at that yeah it's well it's i don't think there is there is no one answer because we're all individuals i i think about my neighbors when i pack up my guitar on a sunday morning sometimes they're out walking their dogs oh where are you going i'm like oh, i'm heading to church i'm gonna play some music you know that's an opportunity to just let people know about that um and then like there was a like a significant event a couple of years ago um, that uh, I, I wanted to celebrate. And I knew my neighbors well enough that it was something they wanted to celebrate, too. So I'm like, text them. Hey, um, can I make you there a margarita? You I'll bring it over to your house in a, in a red solo cup or whatever. And just an opportunity to run over and say, hey, cheers. And and just it seems kind of silly but it's i know them well enough that i could do something silly like that and i know that they yeah. would appreciate it and draw and i think that's yeah. it though what you just said if there is a quote technique it's being bold enough to actually engage yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know being secure in your and who you are enough in jesus that you're okay actually putting yourself out there even if it's on a one-on-one -on -one basis because you're an introvert and just talking with people and opening up with your own heart and your own life, you know, because vulnerability is appealing. Yeah. You know, and, and, and they know that they can, it, it's so much easier to share something deep about yourself when they've just shared something about themselves yeah. that's painful or hurt, hurtful. And, and people are gonna be resistant to that because they, you know, they don't trust people, even their neighbors, they don't trust them. They've been burned and a lot, most people, they only have a very small number of close friends. Most people just have a lot of acquaintances, but very few small friends. And so adding another one, it's risky, especially yeah. in the society. So yeah. yeah, I think that's doing what you did. So Margaret anyways, that's, yeah. that's the topic. That's, yeah. you know, there is really only one way and, and we could talk about all the nuances of second chances and inclusism, inclusive yeah, and pluralism and all that sort of stuff. But the Bible is really clear on this one. And it doesn't answer what about the pygmies in South Africa or whatever it is. It's like, it's kind of an irrelevant question, really, because it's all about, well, what about you? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. they're, they're not really... The, the discussion, the discussion is about you and, and, and us as people talking about Jesus. So that's, that's, that's what we talked about on Sunday. Amen. Um, 
I want to thank people for hanging with us this evening because I, I, I would say we were meandering, but I don't think we were. I think we were very on on topic uh, this yeah. evening uh, and something that we're both really passionate about. And I hope that comes across. It's what we want to have, you know, in this turbulent time, this such divisive time, you know, that we want to stand in the, in between the political extremes in the middle saying, I love you. I care. I'm kind. You need to come to Jesus, mm -hmm. you know, put your identity in Jesus, put your faith and your, in your hopes, not in a political party, not in a person, but in Jesus, which is going to offend both sides nicely. <laughs> That's right. It's a beautiful thing. You get to tick everybody off a little bit, tick everybody off. And if they're going to be ticked off, be a ticked off that we're standing for Jesus alone. So, yeah, and use use the church as an opportunity for to grow your relationship with Jesus and and for other people to get to know you too. So, anyways, next week it's a new topic. We'll see how that one goes. Oh, well, that just sounds uh, intriguing right out of the gate. About violence in the Old Testament mostly, but oh, New Testament too. Let's go, judges. Yes. <laughs> all right all right well you guys have a great night thanks for joining us and uh hope to see you on sunday take care guys take care bye